back to the Winnipeg Foundation's Because Radio. Robert Zirk here with you today, and I am now joined via Zoom by Daniel Swaka. He is the Executive Director of the Manitoba School Improvement Program, also known as the Peaceful Village Program. Daniel, thank you so much for joining me today. Happy to be here. First of all, for our listeners who aren't familiar with MSIP and the Peaceful Village, can you introduce our listeners to your organization and the work that you do in the community? MSIP have been in existence for almost 30 years. It's working on social justice uh, kind of framework, uh, but uh, the Peaceful Village uh, came out uh, as a result of an action research that was facilitated, of course, by MSIP. Uh, Manitoba School Improvement Program. And the actual research uh, was to look into ways how to support uh, newcomer youth, especially refugees who are coming from more impacted countries. And that actual research uh, took place uh, in uh, 2009, and it was conducted in two schools, uh, which are Gordon Bell High School and Hugh John uh, McDonald School. The actual research basically uh, recommended that uh, there is a need for extra resource after school for youth that were attending in those schools. And uh, that is basically uh, how the Peaceful Village started. So it came out of uh, an actual research and uh, the recommendation was to have an extended day uh, for those youth in, in those two schools and those two inner, inner city schools, Gordon Bell and Vigio. The core work that uh, the organization MSIP started many years ago have been revised. So the face of the organization at the current moment is now the Peaceful Village, uh, which is now focusing on solely supporting uh, youth, uh, particular newcomer youth. And of course, it's still aligned to the mission of, of MSIP. And that's basically uh, helping uh, newcomer youth achieve their full potential. And that is have to be through education uh, in the integration and uh, making sure that uh, they do well in, in school, uh, that they feel that they belong. Uh, and that uh, also the ultimate goal to see them graduating from uh, high school and continuing into a secondary or, or, or training. But that is all done through different strategies uh, that the program employs to make sure that uh, the youth stay in school and, and, and that they don't get distracted, of course, by many you know, things that are surely uh, can distract any youth. Uh, instead of focusing in school. And so that have been the core work of the Peaceful Village. We just recently reached the one-year mark of the COVID-19 pandemic affecting everyone in Manitoba. And one thing that was clear from the get-go is how much of a disruption the pandemic was for learners. Having to shift from a classroom to learning online is a really big difference, and especially when it took place so suddenly. Can you speak to that and how the Peaceful Village adapted during this time? For many of our newcomer students, first of all, with uh, varying uh, levels of English, you know, many of them are coming from war impacted countries. So uh, adjusting to in-class schooling can already be a very uh, challenging thing. But with COVID, of course, those challenges are even being compiled that 
with the layers of uh, stress and uncertainty by having to navigate the challenges of technological company entirely on their own without being in class. You know, many of them were relying either on educational assistance or teachers like in, in person. So many new, uh, newcomer students, uh, especially those who used to attend Peaceful Village, are unable again to, to receive those educational assistance and support at home. Uh, that is one of the big challenge. Uh, as their parents might not be fluent in speaking English or lack of, of education, or many of them were also working uh, extra jobs, you know, to, to care for the, for the family. But uh, I would say that despite uh, all those uh, tremendous challenges of COVID, uh, as, as the peaceful village, uh, we are very fortunate that uh, we are able to connect with our youth and, and, and find ways that we could support them. I will say that it has been very beautiful to witness the resiliency and determination of the youth to overcome many of the educational obstacles. I will say that also many of our youth were not strangers to challenges. And of course, COVID disrupted the, the, the education. But I, I will say that the, uh, although the Peaceful Village provides academic tutoring, we are also blessed to learn much from the youth every day about their resiliency and what we can, we can, we can offer them. Uh, but also we are thankful to technology that we were able to connect uh, with our youth, especially when the schools were, were shut down, that we were able to continue uh, offering uh, uh, virtual support to our youth. And uh, especially those who were, who were also graduating, especially in the last, last school year, because many of them uh, were really on the verge of not graduating, but because uh, we stayed connected with many. Many of them were able to go through uh, despite uh, missing out uh, a lot on, on not being uh, in school. Of course, when the school was shut down uh, in March last year, uh, we shifted tutoring online and the youth have been working very hard. That uh, roots up a model, the, the trust that the families, you know, entrusted uh, their youth to work with us that we were able to connect and uh, uh, technology was a big challenge uh, to many because you can imagine most of the youth that we work with uh, being at home, the parents see it as an opportunity for youth to look after the young ones, uh, which you know uh, really make them also to fall behind on their, on their academics. But also many of them become tutors of the young ones, as well as uh, maybe this lack of or technology or computer, maybe there's one then you can imagine everybody is at home, you know, want to use that computer to connect, to resume and something like that. So we, we are also very fortunate that we have few computers that we were able to supply to, to our youth, especially those who are in need, so that they can be able to continue learning and not missing a lot of schoolwork. But also food security was a big one because you can imagine now all the family are in one place. Uh, so we were able also to step up and provide uh, nutritional uh, support. We were uh, delivering hampers uh, throughout, even until today, uh, as you know, this, this situation uh, haven't uh, changed very much. So uh, I would say, you know, we have been very, very fortunate, uh, you know, uh, thanks to, of course, our funders, uh, especially 
uh, Winnipeg Foundation who have been really very generous uh, during this uh, pandemic by offering you know one-time grant just uh, COVID support which we were able to uh, respond to uh, some of the needs of our youth and families. And the Peaceful Village is one of the few after-school programs that was able to resume its programming during COVID, I understand. We were very fortunate when the school year restarted. I think we are one of the few programs that uh, was accepted to operate in schools and and support our students uh, because some of the schools that we work with uh, consider Peaceful Village to be a critical partner in a recovery learning. So uh, our school like Gordon Bell uh, High School, uh, Hijon and Glenlon Collegiate, and of course our, our main office, uh, we kept it open. So yeah, uh, of course we have to do a lot of tweaking, you know, in our normal programming. We have to adapt, we have to be creative, we have to innovate uh, in making sure that uh, we continue to be relevant, but also uh, in making sure that our youth get the support. Uh, the academic support, the social support, the mental health support, uh, the technological support uh, that uh, they can be able to navigate. And uh, the fact that, you know, we are all in this together. So it, it, it has been a learning because in program like ours, you know, we believe in, in that face-to-face kind of delivery. But of course, COVID have uh, really changed the landscape on how we deliver our programming. So we have four sites that are at the moment running, limited capacity, of course, uh, in-person support to our youth. And then we have two locations that are running virtually. Currently, we have a total of 500 youth across the six locations of the Peaceful Village that are registered. Can you share with our listeners a success story from the Peaceful Village and its programming? One of the success story, I will say, will be the academic front. Again, the, many of the youth don't have sometimes role models or people that to support them at home with their, with their academic work, uh, that you know, we are able to be there to help youth, first of all, complete their assignments, their homework, you know, their school projects, and uh, hand them in time. And so they are able to pass their classes. So pass a grade, but also uh, uh, the fact that those who are supposed to graduate, you know, need that extra help. Uh, so for us to really help, you know, push those who are supposed to graduate to graduate, uh, that is of uh, itself a, a success uh, story. In the last, you know, school year, uh, we were able to make sure that 83 of our grade 12 students are able to graduate uh, with their high school diploma. But also, if I can reflect even, you know, that we were able to uh, award still scholarships to, to, to our youth that, of course, the scholarship is kept in trust with uh, MSIP, the Peaceful Village. And that is uh, our motivation to make sure that they continue into post-secondary education and or any form of training. But I think also the one of the big uh, success is the social connections uh, that uh, uh, our team are able really to, to be very active in social media to connect, you know, either through Instagram Live or via Zoom or, or any, 
you know, all the, the, the platforms that are available to connect, to stay connected with our youth. Just maybe uh, a free Instagram call where they're able to interact and, 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 and socialize. Many of the youth found that to be really, very, very important to them. But also uh, one of, I will say, as part of the success will be uh, partnering with uh, organizations like uh, Addiction Foundation of Manitoba or CERC, uh, where they bring some of the expertise or where we discuss mental health, uh, particular topics, uh, which uh, we consider them to be very enriching uh, to, to, to our youth. The mental health of many of our youth really took uh, a, a big dive. So that was uh, a very important uh, for us and the fact that we were able to, to offer it. Uh, but I think also the food security that I kind of talk uh, about uh, briefly, because you can consider, uh, consider now that, you know, all the family members are in place. So food security becomes really uh, a big issue uh, by us being able to supply food hampers either weekly to families uh, who are very thankful for that support. If any of our listeners would like to learn more about MSIP or the Peaceful Village, where can they go to get more information? Of course, uh, the easy way will be our website, uh, which is, it is undergoing uh, construction, but it's, uh, this life is running. Uh, so that is uh, msip.ca. There is a contact uh, information. Uh, my contacts are there. Uh, that option also, of course, uh, following us on uh, social media. We have our Facebook page, The Peaceful Village. Uh, and then we have also, we are also on Instagram, uh, which is The Peaceful Village Program. Also, our offices are located at uh, 1008 Wall Street. We, of course, welcome any, any form of donation. Uh, we have people that are dropping school supplies and, and anything. So uh, that is to our physical address, but uh, any contact uh, or more information also can be accessed in, in our website, uh, msip.ca. I've been speaking with Daniel Swaka, the executive director of the Peaceful Village Program, also known as MSIP. Daniel, thank you again so much for speaking with me today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much, Robert. And uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org. 